Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome hello. Back. Ah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're we're excited. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of uh, the Itty Bitty Wedding Committee. I did not say titty. Good job. Uh, I know it was really hard. Um, in my mind, my brain was like, "Say titty." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So I'm Kate, and I'm Allison. We are kicking off with part two of the wedding trends uh, from where we left off last week. So should we just jump right in? You bet. So the first of the three trends we wanted to go over today was non-traditional wedding parties. Yay. You're dancing. I am dancing. (laughs) It's a good one. It is. It's always exciting to see um, how couples you know, kind of incorporate the important people in their lives. I always love meeting uh, my couple's wedding parties. It's almost like an insight into like their world and you like officially start meeting their people. Um, So it's always super fun. Um, And it's always super fun when people are doing the non-traditional route. Yes. So I see a few different things here. I would say there are three big ones. People not doing any wedding party, doing a super small wedding party that's maybe just siblings, or having a really lopsided wedding party. And then we're also even getting people who are just saying, you know what, we're, ah, I messed up. What's the other one? Um, having a best man, yes, the gender woman instead of the traditional best man and maid of honor, um, or I like to call it man of honor, just like that weird movie that they made. <gasps> they did. Who was in that? Uh, Patrick Dempsey, aka McDreamy. Um, I can never remember the actress's name. Um, I didn't even watch Grey's Anatomy, but I know his face very well. <laughs> I know who he is. I know he's been in a bunch of rom-coms, and yeah. I, I can't nail it down. Yeah, but Man man of Honor, um, or was it, was it called Man of Honor? Whatever. But, I mean, say it was. <laughs> in the movie, though, he was kind of in love with his best friend who was getting married, so that was a whole other thing. Um. <laughs> so was it, was it like my best friend's wedding, except he wasn't a horrible person like Julia Roberts was in my best friend's wedding? Basically. Okay. So he was basically like, his best friend was getting married, and she was like, I want you to be my Man of Honor. Um, but he was secretly in love with her but he didn't like know it at the time until he started Ah. helping her plan all the things and he was like oh my god don't marry this man (laughs) music montages google eyes and sue i know all the things but yeah so i love the concept of having like if you have you know a best friend that's the opposite you know gender of you or what have you being able to just be like you know what screw tradition I'm gonna have you know my best friend stand next to me and it just happens to be a guy or it just happens to be a girl or it just happens to be my sister or what have you um I really do like the sibling um like wedding attendance maybe that's what we need to do maybe we just need to like not have the phrase wedding party because I feel like when couples hear that, they're like, oh my God, I need, I have slots to fill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they just have that mindset that that's just something that they have to do. Right. So I'm like, I'll probably just start saying wedding attendance from now on. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's so hard when people feel like they need to get a certain number of people in their wedding party because that's mm-hmm. so much pressure and it's not what it's about, which is having the people you really care about around you and not just having them there 
for show or to avoid mm-hmm. hurt feelings, but because they are going to make your experience of your wedding day and your wedding weekend better. Yeah. And yeah, you can't do that if you're if you're just trying to match numbers. So your partner is going to have five people and you need five, even if you really exactly. only want two. Mm-hmm. So just do what you want to do. Get rid of that pressure on yourself. Exactly. And it's all, it's funny too, because it's like, there's so much stress that gets put on it. Um, and people feel like it's something that they really just like have to do. Um, and it's always, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking in my mind, like the different conversations that I've had, uh, with couples that I've worked with and this is always like a thing. It's like the wedding party. It's like, Oh, well, you know, I have to have this many because they have this many on their side or uh, my personal favorite feeling obligated that you have to have someone stand up with you at your wedding because you stood in theirs. Ah, yes. Like classic. Um, And I mean, I, I do get it a little bit. I will mm -hmm. say that, you know, you're going to have to have a conversation with that person. If you're doing something different, you can't just ignore the fact that you were in their wedding and maybe you're not doing a wedding party or you're only having siblings or whatever it is. But people are understanding as long as you bring this up and show that you still care about them. And you can totally do that without forcing people in and kind of shoehorning all these different people into your group if that's not what you want to do. Right. It's just, I would tell people, you know, think about the relationship that you have with that person and think about the dynamic that you have with that person. And then from there wonder if it makes sense for them to stand up in your wedding or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say too, even beyond that, you know, think about all the other things they're going to be doing. And right. that means you're spending more money and they're spending more money and you're getting them together with everyone else in your wedding party because there are these other events leading up to the big day. So what's that dynamic going to feel like? Is everyone going to be comfortable and actually have a good time or will it feel like an obligation? Right. And on the flip side, from the wedding attendant perspective, you don't have to feel obligated to be in someone's wedding if you don't necessarily want to, Mm -hmm. Um, especially like I have friends that um, they've been in a lot of weddings and they're like, okay, this is wedding number eight and I just can't, like, I just can't do it anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's totally okay to like, you know, sit that one out and just tell your friend or what have you that, you know what, I just want to be a guest and I'm totally okay with that. And you do not have to worry about having to worry about me. Exactly. And I think too, just like I mentioned, if you're doing that, just be sure to have a really solid conversation with that person. Same thing. Mm -hmm. If you're declining, don't just decline and kind of peace out. Really talk with someone about how special they are to you, why it's such an honor to be invited, and what your just sincere reasons are for declining, and see what else you can do to be involved. See what else you can do to make them feel special. So don't assume in either direction that this is some kind of personal slight just because someone either isn't inviting you or is declining an invitation. There are so many reasons and so many emotions that go into this. Even if someone has just taken a new job and they can't take off more work for all these different events, whatever it is, it, I'm sure it has nothing to do with you. So just yeah. keep an open heart. Yeah. Don't take it personal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do, I have to say, I love just not forcing the numbers. So yeah. just because that person you're getting married to has eight people on their side, 
you don't need to. We can still figure out from a planner perspective what that walk down the aisle is going to look like, mm -hmm. what it's going to look like for a head table or if you're doing one. So it's very easy to figure that out. We don't need everything to match. Your photos will still be great. Mm -hmm. Your ceremony will still be great. That should be the last thing on your mind. Right. Matching is overrated anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't match. Have some fun with it. So our next trend that we have on our list is neon. And by neon, we don't necessarily mean the color neon. We more uh, are referring to neon signage because that's a thing right now. It is a big, big thing. So as a planner, I see this a lot. And I think it's a great trend. I think it's really fun, but I think it's only for certain people and certain mm -hmm. styles. And right now I think sometimes it's very tempting to push it and say, oh, I need to have neon because I saw it on Pinterest or I saw it on Instagram and I just really want that neon backdrop photo op. But if it doesn't fit your wedding style or if you just feel like maybe you're getting into it because you've seen it and not because it's something you would actually want or want to see in your photos 25 years down the line, mm -hmm. just reconsider. You know, it, it's a really fun thing, but is it a fun thing for your wedding? So I think that's where just having a little bit of insight comes in. Yeah, exactly. And I know that photography is not something that a lot of couples will kind of take into consideration when making decisions about, you know, decor. And um, if you are listening and you are planning on having a neon sign, more power to you. Um, just make sure that the placement makes sense and make sure that you understand how the neon signage could affect your photos. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's a it's an additional light source that you have to make sure that you account for um, from a photography perspective, because if you have this awesome neon sign that you spent, you know, X amount of dollars on and then you want to stand under it and take a picture and then the picture comes out, you might not even be able to read the sign because the lighting is just off. So just make sure that you're thinking of, you know, where you're placing it, you know, maybe have it in a spot that doesn't have so much going on like in like a welcome area or like a cocktail hour area as opposed to you know hanging right over your head table mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> and I, I definitely you know I've done that and it looks great and it's what the couple wanted and it worked out well but I think the photographer was ready to kill me so Stephanie Bassos <laughs> I am sorry that I did that to you it was super super pretty I'm not sorry we did the sign but I am sorry for the frustration you had to deal with in working around that lighting because it's not yes. fun for you. <laughs> so I also think when people are, and there's a siren behind me, so. That's fine. <laughs> so I also think that when people are thinking about neon signs, they don't weigh all these different options that they have. So if you want to get one, first of all, you don't need to order a custom one. If you're not 100% sold on this trend and you don't want a neon sign with your last name hanging in your home, don't bother with custom hanging in your home. <laughs> and I mean, really, it's because that's what it's going to be. And it, that's super fun. And it looks great in homes. Yeah. I've seen this for our couples. It's like, what the hell are you going to do with this thing after your wedding? If that's like not your thing to just like have hanging on your wall in your apartment. Right. Things so in that case, home. right. In that case, do you really want to spend five, $600 to get this customized and shipped to you? Or do you just want to rent something. So there are these standard issue signs. They're not usually actual neon, which honestly I love because you don't necessarily want a very fragile neon sign. You can get one that's pretty similar and easy to hang and easy to work with. It's made from mm -hmm. LEDs. So you could get one of those that you purchase for a fraction of the cost of a custom one, or maybe someone 
maybe on your decor team, whether it's your florist or your lighting company or whoever, already has a sign that you can use, which is so fun and super sustainable. Exactly. It's like, don't reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it'll save you money. Love saving money. Big fan of saving money over here. Yes. It's like, (laughs) I would rather save money and have a pre-existing sign and then use the rest of the money for like some fabulous shoes because you know priorities yeah or food i'm, I'm big on that food <laughs> i'm like i don't need to eat i just want good shoes oh i'm such a i'm so lazy about shoes i actually i finally just got new shoes because i had worn holes in mine during quarantine oh and this is you know i haven't been wearing heels so i'm only wearing flats or sneakers and sure enough, it's been about a week since I got these. And Hoagie, my younger dog, he already ate them two days <gasps> in a row. Mm-hmm. And he never gets in trouble, but I showed him the shoes and he looked so guilty. Like and he, he knew. Look. Mm-hmm. And then he ran away. So I thought we were good. <laughs> I really thought we were good. I thought we had this worked out. And then this morning mm-hmm. I saw that he had done it again. Oh, goodness. Maybe he's like stress chewing. I think he, he gets upset when... I'm not awake when he wants me to be awake and he wants to go hang out and go on a walk and I'm in bed and it frustrates him. So he punishes me. It's like, I'm going to chew on your shoes. Mm -hmm. That'll show you. Come supervise me. (laughs) Awesome. Um, We like talking about our pets, so that will happen. Um, Our next trend that we have is sustainability and giving back, which I'm super excited to talk about. Um, for a number of reasons. One, because there are just so many ways that you can incorporate, you know, giving back or incorporate some sense of sustainability in your wedding, Um, especially if, you know, you and your partner have a cause that's very close to your heart or um, if you and your partner are just, you know, environmentally conscious and want to incorporate that um, in some way into your wedding. Um, And ironically enough, I got a notification on Snapchat that, Um, I think it might be three or four years ago today that we did that awesome wedding together, um, where they had the puppy adoption. Yes. Oh, that was so, so fun. So this was a wedding. This is such a good example. And of course, sustainability and giving back shouldn't be a trend in the sense that it's something you're doing for points or something Mm -hmm. that's going to be a flash in the pan. But I love seeing more and more that couples really are trying to incorporate their values into their day. And this is a great example of that. So in 2017, which means we started planning this in 2016, we had a wedding that was so unique for so many reasons. And it was so cool and just very different. So we decided that this couple who booked me wanted to have a surprise ceremony. And they had already told people that they were going to elope. So there were no expectations that people were going to be invited to their ceremony or anything like that, which I think is really helpful from a hurt feelings perspective. Mm -hmm. But they said, actually, we want to do a surprise ceremony and we want all of our people to be there. So what we did was we decided we were going to frame this as an engagement party and we wanted to incorporate a lot of what the couple loved. They had a rescue pity that they love and they wanted to support dog rescue. And we just wanted to make that a really core part of the day and also encourage people to come to this event by making it seem like a dog rescue fundraiser. So we made it a ceremony in disguise by way of an engagement party and dog rescue fundraiser where we 
thought about, okay, well, if people don't know this is a wedding, they might not come or they might not show up on time. So mm-hmm. we got them to show up on time by telling them there were adoptable puppies there in the beginning of the day. And one tail at a time, a Chicago dog rescue brought several puppies out. It was the best. They were so cute. Oh, they were so good. And we we did have to develop a schedule that would account for the fact that we were going to lose a lot of time with our vendor team once the puppies arrived and we wanted to snuggle them. So we worked that in. And I think you remember, I mean, you were there as soon as the puppies I was, showed up. Yeah. I was rubbing on puppy bellies as soon as they arrived. <laughs> yeah. I, my favorite thing, I knew the puppies were there when I heard the tenting guy make a weird noise and I turned around and he was just on the ground covered in puppies. And that's oh. how I knew they had arrived. <laughs> and I do know for sure that one of them did get adopted. I think it was maybe one of their guests who adopted I, one. Yeah, like, I think right we got away. two applications out of that event for adoption, but I'm, I'm not sure how those turned out. I'm pretty yeah. sure at least one of them went through. And what we did too was we committed to making just so that people would come to this event because they wouldn't have known that it was the wedding and we didn't want them to be upset when they realized they had missed it. We said, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're making a donation to the rescue for each of our guests who attends. So they did that as well. And then we did the surprise ceremony, which we announced about an hour and a half into cocktail hour or about an hour in. And then 30 minutes later, we actually had the ceremony. And it was just this really cool, fun party. We did keep the thing, the whole event really sustainable. We tried mm-hmm. to do a really nice array of food and make sure we worked with a caterer who's cognizant of that. I'm in the Green Wedding Alliance too. So that's the first thing when I started my company, just right away applied and joined the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance, which is this really great, really unique group of wedding vendors who are sustainability minded. And I think it's so cool to see couples coming to us through that or who want to learn more about that because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to have a more sustainable wedding if you're just choosing vendors who are already taking care of that kind of thing for you. Exactly. Exactly. That was like probably one of the, um, like my top like weddings to have worked on. Um, and it's so funny too, because one of the, um, memories that popped up was, um, me meeting the cat. Do you remember, uh, the cat Moose? Yes. Oh, I do. I do. He was so fat and wonderful. And, um, so (laughs) I was eating dinner, taking my break and, um, he hopped up on the stool next to me for snuggles and I still have the video. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) I gotta say another trend that we didn't even call out here is pets in weddings. And the reason we didn't mention it is because we're actually going to do a whole episode on this. So a lot of these subjects we're actually going to do a whole episode on, but we just wanted to touch on a few more briefly. Yeah. So if you love four-legged babies, stay tuned for that one. Um, But just to kind of piggyback um, and kind of talk more about the sustainability aspect, sustainability is very broad. um, And there's like so many things that you can do um, under the sustainability umbrella to um, make your wedding more sustainable and more green. Um, Like Kate said, you know, working with vendors um, that are part of the Green Wedding Alliance or are very, you know, green conscious or sustainability conscious is a great uh, place to start. Um, uh, I don't recycle. I try to. It's hard. Recycling is hard. Um, But when I think about, you know, weddings and, you know, it's a very like one-off type of event, like you can still find ways of still, you know, being sustainable. Like I, I was at an event and I remember they had, you know, 
recycling bins and they also had composting it was more of a casual event like it wasn't a like a seated plated dinner it was more of like um like buffet and station style but if you're having that you know style of uh, reception something that you could do is have you know recycling and composting and you know having some kind of signage that explains to your guests what that means um, I've also seen you know couples use you know biodegradable dinnerware instead of the flatware in China um, I you can also think about like paper goods and using like recyclable materials when you're use, doing your like invitations and your signage and things like that um, because I hate to say it, but you know, stationery does eventually sometimes end up in the trash. Not everybody keeps invitations. I try to keep all my invitations because I love stationery, but not a lot of people do. So, you know, maybe you can put a note that says, you know, please recycle or something like that. So there's just like little, you know, fun ways that you can do it without having to really, um, I hate to say reinvent the wheel again, but reinvent the wheel uh, when it comes to being sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I just want to piggyback on some of that too, because you touched on a few really important things. So of course, I think eliminating single use items whenever possible Mm -hmm. is amazing. So even if they are rentals, just as long as you're trying to stay away from things that are going to be used once and either recycled or composted or thrown away, of course, the goal is recycling and composting compared to throwing away. But if Mm -hmm. it's something that can be used again, all the better. So I love that because it just, it can save a lot of resources in the process. And I do love when these events are doing recycling and composting. So what I've seen work best is once in a while, there will be a venue or a caterer that says, oh, we compost, we recycle. And they sometimes don't put their money where their mouth is. And it's not to be disingenuous. It's usually because, sure, that's the goal. Maybe they have a recycling service or a composting service. I have this for my business. So we do a ton of recycling. I'm crazy about it at work and at home. But sometimes places will say they do that and they don't really enforce it because it's just frankly a pain in the butt. It is. It is a lot of work. Yeah. So talk to your vendors about, okay, well, do you really do this? And Mm -hmm. do you really make sure if you're a venue, do you really make sure that you are requiring caterers to do this? And then do you take a look at that? Because I've even been running weddings where I've been working with a green venue and I've been working with a green caterer. And then I noticed that, oh, look, all these cans and all these bottles are winding up in the trash bin because it's quicker and easier to do that than it is to actually separate things out and have different bins and pay attention when you're busy. So I really love just being mindful of that, staying on top of it, having these really productive conversations with vendors about what they're doing. And like you said, Allison, too, with the paper goods, you know, you can encourage your guests to be part of this. So we've used seed paper before, which is really Mm -hmm. cool because it's plantable and really unique. We've used recycled paper a lot and more natural papers without a lot of bleaches and dyes. We have also or if there are a lot of dyes, sometimes natural dyes. And we've also sometimes, and shout out to Missy at Honeybee Events, another awesome planner for doing this and telling me about it, but we reuse some of the paper goods. So when we get the table numbers back and the menus, we can use the backs of those as scrap paper in the office. And we can also remind people that if they don't love the idea of using metal foil, for example, on their save the dates or their invitations, don't bother because once you've done that, it means it's not recyclable anymore. Oh, and Hoagie is here visiting. Hi, Hoagster. <laughs> Sniffing around. <laughs> so He's like, so we're podcasting today. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, it's so cool to see businesses being more sustainable. And I think 
going into that too is this idea of giving back and trying to be a conscious member of the community and a responsible mm-hmm. business. So right. seeing what people are doing there, especially in the wake of everything that's been happening and this huge surge in activism over these past few weeks, uh, we're recording this, let's see, June 10th, just in case it takes a while to get this out. That's, <laughs> that's where we're located right now. Um, it's really nice to see what companies are doing to try to be more responsible and to use their platforms for good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and even like, actually, right before um, we had to shelter in place and all that good stuff. Um, the chef at my hotel, he actually just kicked off a few really awesome initiatives for the hotel. So we started composting, which is like super cool. Cause obviously like in hotels, like there's just so much like food waste. Oh, so yeah. I was really excited um, to see that that was something that, you know, my chef was very passionate about. And then um, we also just got, um, it's like ocean friendly certification. I don't know if that's something yes, you heard the, of. the seafood certification for sure. Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, there's a couple, but I think it's like um, ocean friendly. And there's also like a Great Lakes one that he was telling me about not too long ago. Oh, and nice. it, it's basically a certification that a restaurant or a business um, can get where it's like you're doing your part to make sure that our body of water. So like Michigan is clean and that we're not um, contributing to waste, um, to Lake Michigan. So, um, if that's something that's important to you, that's something that you can certainly, you know, ask, um, your venue or ask the vendors that you're working with. Um, and then another thing that I've seen too is couples who will ask people to donate to a cause that the couple is very, um, passionate about in lieu of receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another really nice thing that I've seen too. Yeah. And our couples, I, they've done that or they've done some kind of donation in honor of each guest instead of favors, which I love. Mm-hmm. So I'm really just loving seeing what people are doing to incorporate their values in their day because their wedding is so much a reflection of their personalities and their community and how they care for their community. And I think people recognize that you want to get off on the right foot with this. You want to do something positive with your wedding day. And it's, it's really nice to see that people are so conscientious and so positive about this. Yeah. Um, are there any other trends um, that you can think of, Kate, before we wrap up? So I have tons and tons of trends I can talk Mm -hmm. about forever. Usually I am going to go off on some huge long tangent about it. So we should maybe do our our own different episodes for all these things. But I just think, yeah, it's it's so fun seeing what people are doing to make things more unique. I know we talked Mm -hmm. already about just things being more intimate and more intentional. And I would say that's the number one drive I've seen behind a lot of these other trends. So they're all Mm -hmm. kind of linking in and just becoming more about the couple's personality. What do you see? Um, I'm trying to think if I've seen anything interesting as of late. Um, In the past uh, with the brides that I, that I was talking to, a lot of the brides were into hanging things from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like that wasn't, like, really a thing that you saw, like, you know, five or ten years ago. And so now there's, you know, I, I would, I call it, like, being aerodynamic. Like, couples want to do something aerodynamic <laughs> with their weddings, like, whether it's, like, you know, a chandelier, uh, which was a conversation that I had not too long ago with, like, how are we going to make this work? Um, or, you know, I love, I still love seeing um, suspended florals. Like, I mm-hmm. love that. 
that I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with suspended. I'm obsessed with florals anyway, but you know, I love to be able like to see, you know, some sort of suspended, you know, floral installations. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably one of my favorite trends that I'm seeing right now. Oh, I love it. I love doing that. And it's really fun for me as a planner because it involves so many more logistics than you would Mm -hmm. think of. And then I also have to be mindful of what the venue allows and Mm -hmm. what we need to bring in to do that. And what the timing will look like and all these things, even the couple's budget, just making sure we can get everything to align. So it's a really cool challenge and it looks so, so beautiful at the end of the day. It does. And just like, it's just amazing to see them get installed, just like the amount of work that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Like, I was like, mm, more power to you. Cause I couldn't be on that ladder. Like, twining like greenery (laughs) nope nope I am definitely happy to leave that to the professionals who really focus on that I'll just look at it and yell about how great it looks when it's all done yeah shout out to all all the awesome florists out there doing awesome floral work well yeah I unfortunately do yell I make a lot of weird excited noises you've been there when I think something looks good I kind of freak out and make some very weird noises (laughs) I do it before the couples are there and before the guests are there but it gets it gets strange that's awesome well I'm sure we'll have um more trends as we further along in our podcast journey um Uh, Can you tell everyone where they can contact us if they want to comment or send us any questions? I sure can. We are going to be at committee at gmail.com. So if you think of anything, yeah, think of a cool story you have. Think of a question you have. Think of some weird drama going on. We want to hear about all of it. Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to start engaging with you guys and really starting to have, you know, this fun conversation surrounding weddings. So. Mm -hmm. So send us a note. We want to hear from you. Please do. Hopefully we'll be able to read your note on air one of these next few episodes. Awesome. Well, if you don't have anything, Kate, I think that's it for now. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening.